1996, Ian Wilmot and several other co-workers successfully birthed a lamb in their lab. Not from egg and sperm, but from DNA taken from an adult sheep's mammary gland. They had, for the first time ever, cloned a mammal. They named the sheep Dolly, and for a season she captured the imaginations and fears of the world as people considered the endgame of such a technological feat, namely that humans would someday be cloned. Each of us, one scientist posited, would have access to an exact copy of ourselves, enabling us to, quote, accomplish twice as much. However, almost 25 years later, the reality of what is technically called nuclear transfer, the form of cloning used with Dolly, has largely faded from public consciousness. Instead, the rise of social media and facial recognition has offered humanity another way of connecting with their copy. Websites like FamilySearch.org give the opportunity to upload a selfie and locate one's doppelganger, or non-biological twin. Thousands of people have indicated that this strategy has worked, and they are happier for it. But what use would making this connection be? Perhaps, like in Ivan Reitman's 1993 political rom-com, a doppelganger could be used to send to your job in your stead after you've fallen ill, even if that job is leading the free world. Hey, weirder things have happened. Some dudes cloned a friggin' sheep. We're the two gomers. We're talking Dave. And this is Perfect Movie. everybody to Perfect Movie, a podcast hosted by two regular guys who went from couch to marathon, and now they're making their way back to the couch again. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, joined as always by my friend Stephen, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Ah, ooh, welcome to the, sec- the middle of the month of the gomers. Freaks and screams, dude. That that doesn't make any sense. This movie. There's nothing scary about this movie, <laughs> other than we were, other than we recorded it in October. <laughs> Listen, I, there's a crossover between presidential stuff and horror stuff this week. Uh, okay. Oh, I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, the fly. <laughs> Okay, so Gomer Nation. Okay, let me just let me just put this off, put this out right at the top. We're gonna yes, try sir. so hard to be nonpartisan, to be positive. Too late, too late. Okay. We got that Apple. We got that Apple Podcast review. Yep. It was fun while it lasted twelve years, and then they got woke. I guess it was fun while it lasted. Uh, we're we're done with that. <laughs> we've crossed the. We've passed the point of no return. Apparently, we got our with first some listeners two-star review that said we're woke and basically you're canceled we got canceled by somebody um can't believe it thank you so much for sticking with us if you're still with us Um, even through all of our (laughs) extreme wokeness oh my gosh come on (laughs) like but yes 
that being said, like this podcast is supposed to be just fun for the most part. We're trying yeah. to learn. We're trying to grow. Right. Um, so, and now we're talking about a president a month out of the presidential election. So we're gonna try, but there may be none. There, there aren't gonna be digs. There probably yeah, there probably be a few digs. I, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows what's gonna happen? But don't, but don't you think the fly, the fly yes. is maybe the the apolitical. Yes, thing. it's so, totally. Uh, and we can talk about the fly. Fly's best thing that happened to me in like weeks. Yes. Is fly. Yep. Okay. So and it's probably too late to talk about the fly. No, right? no, no. I but mean, let's this say, comes let's out say, a week and a half later. Yes. Yeah, but so what? Let's say um, that somebody's listening to, like, searches Dave. Right. Five years from now, this podcast, the, the, this okay, podcast so is going to be on iTunes for years and years and years. If you're, you might be listening to this and you're like, wow, back in the old days where. It was only a pandemic and racial injustice. <laughs> oh, and no. Wait, you're saying it's going to get worse in 2026? No, no. That was very sad. Okay. No, I, but uh, I was thinking they would all be wearing like backwards jeans or inside mm. out jeans mm-hmm. and they'd be in flying cars listening to whatever's next after Bluetooth through their whatever is next after the iPhone. Right, right. They, they're <laughs> listening to a Dave episode. <laughs> yeah. So looking back, if you, if you mm-hmm. don't remember, you're listening to this years later, yeah. there was a... First of all, there was a presidential debate that was a dumpster fire, mm-hmm. hot mess. Yeah. Um, and then a week Everyone later. Everyone agrees with that. Yep. Yep. You don't have to be partisan. You don't have to be no. on either side. To no, it's the great that. uniter. Yep. Right after the fly. Yep. <laughs> then there was a vice presidential debate. Um, and what happened was Mike Pence was talking. Vice President Mike Pence was talking. Yeah. And a fly landed. Uh, he has got the whitest hair, right? Like, white hair. That's that's not political to say either. Nope. He's got white hair. I was in the kitchen mm-hmm. making myself a, a something, mm-hmm. and I heard the, this commotion uh-huh. in the living room. Get in here! <laughs> <laughs> the boys were just like staring wide-eyed. <laughs> and I, I, I told you, I think yesterday, that I almost... I was like, what I should do is Photoshop a picture of naked Jeff Goldblum in the fly pod on -hmm. top of Mike Pence's hair. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because that fly was there for over two minutes. Is that right? Nobody was paying any attention to anything else. Yep. People were, you're lying. All you were thinking about was that fly. Yeah, everybody was thinking about that fly. I wanted to see if um, Kamala Harris was going to. Say something, you know, like when you're oh, sitting across uh, yeah. from somebody and like yes. they have food in their teeth. I, I was like hoping future Anthony here. It's Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Sorry about that. Now she's sitting actually very far away. I'm sure right. she can and still see separated it. Separated by plexiglass. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Aaron, Two dude, Aaron, Aaron at first, because this has happened to us, was like, is that on our TV? Uh-huh. Oh, but it, but it was uh, moving with else? his head. Right. Yeah, I'm wondering who else thought that because mm-hmm. we thought that at first, too. Mm-hmm. Right, that happens. Um, I, it also made me think about that. I don't know if you've ever seen that scene in um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where the main Nazi guy is mm-hmm. talking in the desert, and a fly lands on his face and crawls into his mouth, and they left that. That that's ah, the take they I used. I don't know that I remember that. Okay, yeah. There was also a fly that flew into it. There's a great newscaster. It was NBC Today Show. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I can't remember his name, and it flew right in his mouth while he was talking, and he like choked. And he coughed like it was classic, like news bloopers. Yeah, 
So I would say that was a horrifying experience only for Mike Pence having to watch it later. For the rest of everyone, it was a real treat. It was a, it was not a trick. It was a treat yes. here in October. It was fantastic. And, okay, we're recording this on Friday, so it's before SNL comes out. But what the rumor is now, and yeah. obviously when this comes out, it'll be done. But we're not going to edit it out because it's a time capsule. Right. Is that they've asked Jeff Goldblum, the fly himself... Mm-hmm. To star on SNL. On Mike Pence's head. On Mike Pence's head. Oh! With Jim Carrey. Dude, what do you think about Jim Carrey? Did you watch that? Yeah, I did. I've never loved the debate skits for some reason. Yeah, they kind of drag on. They drag on. Um, But I do do think that uh, the reason I like Jim Carrey as Joe Biden is because he's it seems like he's back to 90s Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah. I, he looked like Fire Marshal Bill. Yes, exactly. Right? And he's 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 coming out and he's doing all these yeah. Ace Ventura stuff. Yeah. It's right? the stuff we loved back yeah. in those 90, 90s. <laughs> totally. and, and it's a pretty decent impression. And he does. They made him up pretty well. Right. He looks. Yep. He looks like Joe Biden. Um, yep. So we'll see if Jeff Goldblum comes. And graces our screens this Saturday evening. <laughs> I hope so. Um, that'd be so great. Uh, yeah, I just like one one other thing. Then we're gonna get to Dave because if you came yeah. for Dave, oh man, we can't. I can't wait to talk about this. So pumped. Um, right. I like. I actually like how they kind of make fun of both people. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I-, I thought they actually did a pretty good job of like. I mean, Alec Baldwin, Trump. It's just it's incredible. Yeah. Right. It's and like. You know, in general, all most of these, most of these amazing people are basically liberal, right? Like, it's sure, way yeah. it's there's Colbert. He makes you know fun of Trump every single day for twenty minutes. It's cathartic, right? Um, <laughs> hey, we're too woke. <laughs> woke the woke meter is going too high. That was too woke to say that 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 Colbert has been therapeutic for years. Yeah, how how dare you? Um, but that's probably like the most political thing I've ever said though on the Gomers. Um, but uh, but they they did make fun. I, I you know I like that they made fun of Biden too. Sure, yeah. Like he probably would laugh at it himself. See, there's the I, difference. I think, I think he would laugh at it himself. Yes. Yes. That's the thing. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you about all of that. The, the reason I love that we're doing Dave, mm-hmm. do they ever say, come mm. to think of it, okay, is, this he is, a, is he a Democrat or Republican president? Do we know? This is actually in, in my evidence. Okay, okay, we'll um, wait the, on that. That we'll get to later. Okay, they, great. They mention it once. Okay. But here's right. what here's what Here's what we're hoping for, Nation. Yep. In a divided time. Uh-huh. In a world. Unprecedented oh, time. We want to bring the <laughs> want to do our part to bring the nation together <laughs> to agree on one thing that Dave is a good movie. <laughs> and totally. Like we were like, we have to do we had a whole idea of doing a bunch of presidential movies. Right. This 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 podcast, I bet we'll be around in the next election. Yeah, I do too. I mean we can do American president then. Totally. We, and we, we are about- going to do a uh, perfect movie presidential election on yes. the Patreon. So if yep. you have, are not a bonus disc descri- subscriber, mm-hmm. go to patreon.com slash two gomers before November if you want to take part in and hear the perfect movie presidential election. 
Yes. We're gonna we're gonna pit movie presidents up against one another. <laughs> so and that pumped. releases on election day. Yes. Um little uh, fun fact about American president. I'm sure you know this, but it was the same set so, as West Wing. And as this movie. Really? I was wondering. Yes. So this set, I believe, was made for this movie. Uh, and then really? was used and then has just been used uh, for the American president, West Wing, tons of other stuff. Yeah. It could be the other way around. All we'd have to simply do is look out which movie came out <laughs> Forget earlier. It. Forget that. Um, but I think that's pretty awesome. The set's amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll talk about this in the trial. I just love it as right. they approach DC. Um, but you know, if you're feeling okay, if you're if you're feeling right now, yeah, just sucky about this election. You're just like, oh, yeah. You've come to the right place because we're just we want, gonna we have want to be a balm on your. We're gonna have fun. On your and actually, yeah. I think even probably people that like Trump, I don't think that watching Colbert necessarily would be bad. I mean, you can. <laughs> Like he's stepping you, back, folks. You can, he's stepping back from his. You can woke even statement. be like, "Yeah, that was ridiculous." I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know what to say. But this is fun. We're gonna have fun talking about a hopeful presidency. Talk about the just the '90s. It's just uh, like everything is so simple and happy. It seems right. I know, and this is what the nation needs. Yes. Um, let, let's. I want to go into the one sheet, and I want to make an apology, public apology. Yep. I think we said at some point that we weren't going to do any more 1993 movies until next year. <laughs> Cuz we have so many already. Um it's and so just, apologies yeah. nation, we couldn't we couldn't skip this one. Right. We desperate just times. Desperate yeah. times. And you know what? I didn't get to complete that thought. I forgot. It's just that what what I was going to say if you're feeling sucky right now, mm-hmm. get off social media. Watch right. Dave, watch mm-hmm. the West Wing. Yeah. You know, just listen to the Gomers. Go back to some old episodes. Yeah. You know, you We've made heard up your that mind Gomers already. Gomers are good anyways. for it. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Sweet. Okay. Let's do the Gomer one sheet. Okay, dude. So, Gomer one sheet. Uh, this movie was released May 7th, 1993, about five months into, not even five months into the Clinton White House. Okay. Um, yeah. You can you can get a feel. I heard a, a bunch of different people say like this is kind of modeled after uh, H.W. a little bit. Like right. I I didn't see this until much later, and I think of it more as like a Clinton White House. But this was made, ma- ma- written and made during the H.W. presidency. So that's no, I didn't think of that. Right. So it was it was the movie was filmed during yes. H.W. Yes. and released during Clinton. Yep. Okay. Um, budget. Twenty-eight million dollars. Most of the yeah. What? HW right. W was after Clinton. Yeah. HW was before. Okay. Yeah. HW is the father. Um, Credit card. <laughs> you got, you got it. it. <laughs> um, this actually was. Oh, sorry. The gross of the box office was sixty-three million. Yeah. Um, this did was the highest grossing movie of May of nineteen ninety-three. <laughs> Great job. Yeah, because June comes, <laughs> right? And then you have that incredible summer of 93. Yes, just yeah. blow out. But this this kind of primes the pump for the best summer of movies of our lives. Yep. yep. Um, 
This was nominated for an Oscar for Best Original Screenplay. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Nominated that year were Sleepless in Seattle, Philadelphia, In the Line of Fire, and the winner was Piano. Um, two comedies on that list. I know. That, does, that doesn't happen anymore, I don't feel like. And two, and well, there's actually three cities. We've got D.C., Seattle, and Philly. Zowie wowie. Great. Hmm. Good job, yep. cities. Yeah. Um, nominated for Best Motion picture, uh, Golden Globe, comedy or musical. Mm -hmm. Well, they do sing quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Hail to the chief. He's the one we all we say. say hail, hail to. to. <laughs> right. Um, I, yeah, there's just so much great, like, Kevin Klein Broadway-influenced singing. I love a movie where they let Kevin Klein sing. He, right. Just do your thing. His voice is so good. I felt that way about the new um, Beauty and the Beast, where mm. he's Maurice, and Maurice doesn't sing in the in the cartoon, right? But they give him a whole thing in the live action one. And I was oh. like, this is awesome. Kevin Klein, you just, just gave me goosebumps. I have to tell you my Kevin Klein story. Oh, yeah. Okay. We cannot forget okay, on so that long thing of notes you have there to actually get to that one. <laughs> we have to get to Kevin Klein's story. Um, now, originally, yeah, this was supposed to be Warren Beatty. And he was he was in what He's president Dick, movie Dick was Tracy? he in? Uh, that I don't know. That's... Okay, I'll look that up. But yeah, Dick Tracy. Did you see Dick Tracy in the theater? I did. And that, that You did? That was like mid, middle school. Uh -huh. Like the I just remember the like iconic design of that movie. Me too. Just thinking yep. it was so cool. I'm um, yeah. like I remember the posters and like just just the look of it as being really cool. Remember all the, that like they they get to that like meeting of all those bad guys and it's like Dustin Hoffman is there and like mm -hmm. all these famous people mm -hmm. and they're all like but you can't recognize them because they're in all that heavy makeup. Yeah. What a what a weird thing Disney tried to do. I think Disney was trying to make that their like their superhero franchise. Huh. And it just flopped. They look it. look towards the future and they're like <laughs> Oh gosh, we own Marvel. No, <laughs> we made a Spider-Man right, movie. We did it. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Rotten Tomatoes, ninety-five percent critic, seventy-two percent audience. Critics love this movie. Roger Ebert, Ebert, yeah. loved uh -huh. this movie. I texted right. you um, his his review. Um, yeah. Do you want me to pull that up? It's yeah, it's can great. You pull that up? Well, no, wait. Let me wait until the evidence is because it fits with my evidence. Oh, okay, great. Excellent. Okay. Um, top song that year was I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. A mm -hmm. um, couple other people that were up for this role. It was supposed to be Warren Beatty. Um, possibilities. Was the, was the political movie he was in. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, this would be a totally different movie with Warren Beatty. I agree, like, but would it be would it be a lot different with Michael Keaton? Is my question because Michael Keaton feels like he's in the same lane as Kevin Klein to me. Um, mm -hmm. But I saw I, on your sheet that he's he was a consideration for the role. Yep, Kevin and uh, Robin Williams. Um, that would have been different. Yeah. Yep. So that would have been much more hammy. Uh, <laughs> yep. And he made Mrs. Doubtfire the same year. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think Michael Keaton actually that would have been awesome. I can awesome. see him in the role. Yeah, I can yep. see Hanks in the role. I can see yep. even Kevin Costner in the role. Yep. But does Kev did Kevin Costner do many comedies? No, no, no. I don't want. I, I love Kevin Costner. Not for this. Okay. Totally different character. Too handsome. 
too, too like too like he's he's too he's got too much like weight. Yeah, and too I'm much not talking gravitas. about physical weight. It too, that's it. Yeah. Too much gravitas for this role. Like you'd be like you okay, you could believe him as the president, maybe not as Dave. You and know, like the secret. That's, yep. that's where Hanks would have ruled too, though. Yeah, I agree. Has Hanks yep. played president in anything? Great question. I don't think I don't, he has. He's only played one bad guy ever, and he's never played the president. He should. Yeah. He's been uh, Mr. Rogers. That's true. Huh. Um, he's been Sully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But he hasn't been president. Huh. I wonder if. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there'll be a role one day where he's president. Yeah. I don't know. But Keaton though. Okay. I have one other casting that I want to change. Okay. I love Kevin Dunn. We'll get to the cast later. Sure. I, just, I just think Toby would be amazing in this. Well, so Kevin Dunn is the Toby. Yep. Right. Speech writer kind of like. He's the director of communications. That's Toby. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, From West Wing. And then Frank Langella is. Um, Leo. He's the chief of staff. Yep, chief he's of staff. Leo. Yeah. Leo slash CJ. Uh-huh. Um, so the, for some reason, I mean, West, I've said this before. Most of my like law stuff comes yep, from right? a few good men. Most Aaron of my Sorkin. political knowledge comes from the West Wing. <laughs> I owe a lot to Aaron Sorkin. But right. even, even this, I'm like, okay, who would that be? Yeah. Even True Gomer Confession, even in real life. I'm right. like, that actual person, Kelly, what's yep. her face? I can't yep. remember right now. Kellyanne Conway? Not Kellyanne Conway. The, the, oh, um, the press secretary? Right, the pre- press secretary. I, I have yeah. to, th- there's something in my mind where I have to say, that's who CJ is in the West Wing. Yeah. And then I'm just like, you're kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> you just lost like 10 listeners, dude. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's how I feel a lot, right? But it, the confession is I, I've learned so much from Aaron Sorkin about politics, right. not only in a movie like Dave, but in real life, I'm thinking who's the who's the analog here to Got the it. people I'm familiar with. Got it. Okay. Oh, man. Right. Um, I have, before I read the VHS, I have a couple strickens. Okay, great. Can I just real quick, Do it. if this is your first time listening, we're about to put Dave on trial to see if it is a perfect movie. We're going to bring in evidences. It's going to be great. But first, before we do that, we're allowed to say stricken from the record mm-hmm. and the things we're about to strike cannot be considered in the vote. Right. Okay. First one is food related. Oh, no. You texted me this last night because I texted you a picture of perfect food. Yeah. Okay, let's so hear we'll, it. I'm sure let's we will it. get to the perfect food. There's a lot of great food in this movie. Mm-hmm. Charles Grodin comes to the White House. Yep. They get him brats and whatever. What is this, this thing that they're getting? Spicy, brats and spicy he mustard. Said, he said, do you think we can rustle up great yeah. verbiage? Mm-hmm. That's the perfect verb for bratwurst and hot mustard <laughs> is rustle there's, up. I, if there's one thing I know about bratwurst, <laughs> you rustle it up. Totally. He's there. It looks mm-hmm. like a wonderful meal. He takes a bite of a chip and then he throws the chip away down onto the mm. table. Oh. <laughs> it's offensive. <laughs> from the record, do not consider the part where Charles Grodin throws away a half-eaten chip. You, get, you eat a whole chip. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, Here's who, my who second knows how many takes from that the was? record. Who knows how many takes? <laughs> right, exactly. Maybe he had just, you know, spit he had one it of those out. spit buckets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Here's my second stricken from the record. The title. 
Mm. I don't love the title. Rudy makes sense to me. It's a real guy and it's a unique name. Mm-hmm. Dave. Hmm. Really, Ivan Reitman? Dave? Yep, totally. Okay, so Stricken, what is a better title? Here's my pitch. Okay. President Dave. Ooh, goosebumps. Okay, so <laughs> well, change. I didn't, I didn't know if you'd like that. I thought you would think that was dumb. I love it. Okay, President Dave, and then take a, and then add a question mark to the Newsweek article, the next Steven Spielberg, M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> change, change those two things. Like, because, yeah, I, I like President Dave. Um, I mean, this has a Mr. Smith's Goes to Washington vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, an everyman or like, yeah. I, I just wonder how they landed on that, right? I mean, there's there's a lot of things they could name. They could have done some sort of doppelganger pun with the presidency or something like that. I couldn't yep. quite get there with my, my pitch. But I think President Dave ex- at least tells you a little bit about what the movie is about. Dave just feels a little bland to me. I agree. Um, I want to well, strike it from the record. Okay. Yeah, I tried to look that up. Yeah. The Gomer the Gomertrons, by the way, we had a whole pregame with the Gomertrons on on and I know Steven is sweating bullets because we're at 24 <laughs> minutes right now. Although we didn't start till two minutes in. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, but I have to put the cold open in. That's two minutes. <laughs> no, but that it. doesn't count. Stricken. <laughs> um yeah, I, I agree that that because even when I was trying to like do some research for this, I had to be like, Dave, 1993, Dave, the yep, movie. Exactly. Like just to even yes. look stuff up. So you're totally right. What about like Mr. President question mark? <laughs> why, isn't there there more, why isn't there more punctuation in uh, titles? I, robot. Doesn't that have a comma in it? Yeah. No. I, comma, robot, I think does. I, comma, Frankenstein does also. Um, what question marks? Um, dude, where's my car? I think has a, a comma and a question mark. Mm. And you try to put it title. put it as a dot mp4, and it's like you cannot use, <laughs> you cannot use <laughs> right. those those Do not use that those symbols. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying there, there's a lot of great movies with names as their titles, right? I mean, if you think about Billy Madison, all these Adam Sandler movies, Who Be Halloween or whatever this thing is that's coming out on Netflix. Um, but Dave just feels a little bland. I totally a little agree. dry. All right. President um, Doppelganger, the imposter. Um, the Doppel President, Doppel, Doppel. Yep. President Ganger. That doesn't work. Um, yeah. Okay. Let me read the VHS. What did, what did the Ringer? I, I sent you um, the, from the, the Ringer. Um, they called it something, the imposter president or something like that for their really? article. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me read this VHS, the back of this VHS, 100% we own this one, yep. this VHS. It's great. Yeah. Hilarious fun. Dave wins a landslide of laughter. That's from USA Today. <laughs> a landslide. That's the quote at the top. Here's, here's the copy. Just who runs this country anyway? For comedy fans, the answer is, ellipsis, Dave. Kevin Klein, a fish called Wanda, in and out. And Sigourney Weaver, working girl, Ghostbusters, alien. star in this. What's that? A- alien. Alien. They don't have alien listed. Um, too scary. It would scare people right. away. They were like, "Honey, oh, let's no. watch Dave." Too scary. It's got the lady from Alien in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, star in this box office winner about an uncanny presidential lookalike named Dave, who's recruited by the Secret Service to become a momentary stand-in for the President of the United States. However, things don't turn out exactly as planned, and Dave finds himself continuing his masquerade as chief executive indefinitely. Ivan Reitman, Ghostbusters and Six Days, Seven Nights, a weird resume there, directs and supports, uh, directs and supporting players, Frank Langella, Ving Rames, Ben Kingsley, and Charles Grodin, supply more reasons to stand up and cheer. Many real-life Washington politicos and pundits join the fun as Dave uses ordinary guy savvy to deal with the extraordinary responsibilities of the Oval Office. PG-13, Good News Nation, it's in color. 110. Woo! 110 minutes. Perfect. Tell me more. Maybe a little shorter. Maybe a little shorter. Now, you think it should have been a little shorter. Now, that is music to my ears. You're speaking my language. Well, I knew you would like that. I wouldn't mind it being even longer. No, <laughs> no I think sure there's I think, a director's cut somewhere. I think it's pretty perfect, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Let's listen to the trailer. Speaking of perfect, mm-hmm. I cannot wait to listen to this trailer. It's so yes. good. Um, then we'll come back. We'll put Dave on trial and decide whether it is a perfect movie. To the chief, he's the one we all say hail to. Dave Kovic was an ordinary guy. Mr. Kovic, your government needs your help. We just happened to look like the president. You're a very handsome man. Thank you, Mr. President. Just get rid of the grin. You look like a schmuck. Dave, something has happened to the president. What about the vice president? The vice president is mentally unbalanced. Is this legal? Oh, yeah. Probably. We think so. Yes. Suddenly, Dave has a great job. I can't tell you the whole story. It's kind of a national emergency kind of thing, but you got to help me cut the budget a little. You got to cut the budget. He has a great house. Do I need to tell nine? Who does these books? I mean, if I ran my business this way, I'd, I'd be out of business. And he has a great wife. Why can't you die from a stroke like everybody else? She hates me. Yes. And the amazing thing is, everyone loves him. God bless you. God bless America! This President Mitchell lately, huh? Has this guy been having too many Happy Meals for lunch or what? Kevin Klein, the Academy Award-winning star of A Fish Called Wonder. I once caught a fish this big. Sigourney Weaver. I'm talking to you. Will you please turn around? You know, if you want to be the same old selfish... Um... From Ivan Wright. The director of Ghostbusters, Twins, and Kindergarten Cop. Before we get started, uh, a couple things I'd like to go over in the budget. Mr. President. Yes? I'm going to kill him. You can't kill a president. He's not a president. He's an ordinary person. I can kill an ordinary person. In a country where anybody can become president. Anybody just did. Kevin Klein. Sigourney Weaver. Make a nice president, Dave Cook. Okay, let's get back to work. False alarm, I'm fine, everything's fine. All rise. Hey, how's it going over there? Ving Rames is so awesome. My favorite secret, secret service person I've ever seen. And I can't wait to go to the polls. Actually, I'm not going to the polls. I'm voting via... Uh, mail-in ballot. Mail-in ballot. Sweet. Okay, this guy. This guy's a mail-in ballot guy. I wouldn't have thought it. He's mail-in ballot dude all the way. <laughs> Doctor. 
whatever his name is. We've got um, we got our ballots in the mail yesterday. We did too, dude. Really? So happy. We're gonna we're gonna fill them out tonight as a family. Oh, I love. Wait. Oh yeah, Noah's Noah's seventeen. Okay. Yeah, he's kind That's of cool that he's only seventeen, but that would have been cool if he had turned eighteen right before. Dang. Um, but he's got to now. He's got to wait another four years or two years. Oh yeah, huh? you can vote vote in that next election. Yep. But here's the thing, Nation. You know we've whined and complained on both sides. We've all this debates, everything. Yes. Just make your okay, here. Here's my other pitch: turn off, like, do your research, do your vote, and yeah. then just watch Dave. <laughs> listen to the Gomers. Watch happy stuff. Like we need joy right now. We need peace. Right. We need happiness. We need fun. So like. You know, it's like I that that I feel like some closure about that. Like I'm gonna send in my vote. Yep. You know, like do our part. Yep. Um, and and then boom. You know, and then it's just Dave from then on. Dave then as far as the eye can see. It's just Dave, or you know, Martin Sheen. Right, Martin Sheen. Yes, Martin Sheen on <laughs> on HBO Max. Yes. Um, okay, listen. If this is your first time, this is how it works. Me and Anthony have a long list of movies we love. We mm-hmm. have a shared list. We have a list that we have individually. Sometimes we bring in um, and represent these movies individually. Sometimes they're together. This is a movie we both love. Mm-hmm. What we do is the chunk of the podcast, the biggest chunk of the podcast is us putting that movie on trial. Right. Um, we each get to bring in two evidences. And uh, when we present those evidences, you'll hear this sound. A non copyrighted sound i'm sure that is fine for us to use after we're done anthony gets a vote i get a vote and you get a vote listener if we put a poll out on social media facebook instagram and get ready for this twitter oh dude that's where it's that's where it's gonna go nuts and so you can you can vote on any one of those of those platforms if it's 75 percent yes from you then the movie is perfect. We've all decided, and it goes off to save the universe. We put it on a flash drive. We put it in a V'ger, launch it up into space. It meets Sigourney Weaver in the Nostromo, <laughs> and she says, wait, 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 wait. Don't kill me with your slimy stuff, Xenomorphs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Watch these movies. Yes. They sit down together, her and her friend, the Xenomorph, Yep. and he is converted and brings it back to his society and the, and the eggs and all the queens and everything all become good little boys and girls. And the world is saved through our little podcast. Great. Okay. Um, Dave is so good. Totally. It's <laughs> Hey, I just thought of something, some, some new canon for the Gomers Go. in that little opening thing. Yeah. Which is that it needs to be only 10 movies because that's, that's, that's the amount of time they'll give her before they're going to oh. destroy the universe. They say, okay, fine. Yep. We'll watch your weird things moving on a screen. What do you call yep. these moving pictures? Yep. All right. Um, and we'll watch it and we'll give you exactly, I don't know, 20 hours. Yep. Yep. That's what you Space get. An average. Yep. You get one 20 day. hours. <laughs> one day. One lay down day. <laughs> uh, there we go. Speaking of Sigourney Weaver, let me say this mm-hmm. Sigourney Weaver, I was thinking, has now entered the three timers club on perfect movie. Wow. 
Yeah. So we've got Alien. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? Oh, I don't know. of course, Galaxy Quest. Ah, yes. Um, and as far as I know, she and Tom Hanks are our only three timers on perfect movies so far. We've okay. got a we've John got a Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, yeah. I'm talking I'm talking stars. We don't have any repeats on directors yet. Nope. 1993 is our <laughs> that's the year. <laughs> um, uh, we have a couple two timers. Uh, Tim Allen, right? Cuz okay. we did Galaxy Quest and Toy Story. Yep. Um, Rosie O'Donnell. Huh. Sleepless in Seattle and um uh, uh, a league of their own, pertinent okay. to a league Pertner of their own. to a league of their own. Uh, I think that might be it for two. No, Michael B. Jordan. Yep. Just Mercy and Black Panther. I think yep. that's it. We've done pretty good. I mean, we've only done one Bruce Willis. We've only done one Tom Cruise. We've only done one. Uh, we haven't done any like Julia Roberts. We haven't done a single Sandra Bullock. Have we? No. <laughs> gravity, dude. We got to do Gravity. That's or true. While you were sleeping, which. Oh. Sounds Love. exactly like this movie. I actually went, like, I went to uh, to IMDb and I was like, I wonder if they're the same composer. Doodle doo da da da, da 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 doodle doo. Yep. Or um, um, what about Bob? Also, I was like, I was like, I wouldn't wonder if that's the same. Neither of them are the same. It's just this '90s, yeah, orchestra man. Just like is what like, about Bob Ivan Reitman? Uh, yes. Uh, Wait, I no, think no, no. it is. I mean, I know there's the there's the um, Schwarzenegger comedy run, right? That, That's all Ivan Reitman. There's the Kindergarten Cop, yeah. Twins, um, Junior. I think is also. Yep. So Ivan I, Reitman. It like one of the things we're discovering as we continue to research these movies is just things that things or people that wrote like our our canon. Yeah. And like Ivan Reitman is. And Gary Ross, like big Pleasantville, Seabiscuit was Gary Ross wrote. We've got Ghostbusters up in the air, Animal House, Meatballs. I mean, like I remember seeing Meatballs yeah, like at my stripes, grandma's house right? on I cable. Think did stripes. I was like, Ivan I should Reitman. not be watching this. Yeah. As a little kid. Right? Like, <laughs> no, you shouldn't be watching Meatballs. No. Oh, at your grandma's. No, that's just uh, director Frank Oz for What About Bob, dude. Okay, yeah. So, I I I think I confuse Ivan Reitman, Frank Oz, and um, Harold Ramis a lot. Mm. They they yep. do these very similar, and and there's a lot of crossover in their yep. actors. Right, Groundhog it's all Day. Kind of, yep. Um, yeah. So, and maybe it's also because Harold Ramis is in Ghostbusters, and that's Ivan Reitman's biggest movie, and so I always confuse those two guys. I think I actually thought this whole time that Harold Ramis was Ivan Reitman. Dude, like this whole time, like this whole week where we, I've been watching this movie, I was like, oh, yeah, Ivan Reitman, totally. Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's Groundhog Day. Well, yeah. that's 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 a pretty good segue into this movie, right? Because yep. Dave Kovic, which is also weird because you, I constantly am hearing them say COVID during this movie. I did too. I totally did too. And that never obviously happened before because there was wasn't yeah. such a thing but every right. time they were like COVID, COVID, COVID. Yeah. they don't they don't yep. ever hit that k very hard and so it just sounds yep. like even in that trailer that they're saying COVID over and over again right um but dave kovic he's often confused i'm sure for bill mitchell president mm -hmm. bill mitchell well okay so like that's you know that should be a stricken too is like 
he hasn't had this problem his whole life. You know, okay. like yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna chunk okay. in. All right, all right. <laughs> because I actually think the the only way to make a political movie that is that is so apolitical as this is yeah. to be just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think this movie is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. If totally. you were gonna pick it apart, we'd have a space camp on our hands, right? <laughs> yeah. What I was thinking about the end, especially, was Sigourney Weaver, Bill Mitchell's widow, who <laughs> yeah. everyone recognizes, comes into Dave Kovic's office and they kiss. And he also and, looks like the president. So these, and he's running for office. What if he <laughs> wins? <laughs> then he gets to be president again. He looks exactly like the old president, and he's married to the first lady. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so that that's something else that I thought was so weird, dude, is yeah. like, is she, like, is it weird that she's attracted to the same guy that looked like her mm -hmm. husband, like, that's just the look. Any guy that looks like that, fair game. <laughs> so all of all of his, like, coworkers or whatever, people working the phones yeah. in this office, see the first lady come in, and they're like, aw. Right. <laughs> but I would be like, what, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> totally there's so much <laughs> mystery totally yeah so like there's there's a massive amount of like suspension of belief that has to go into this movie right like because right. otherwise it's super dumb and actually that's a plus i i didn't have this as my like evidence or anything like that but that is totally gary ross and ivan reitman sure. they like and kevin klein too mm -hmm. um more in the writing though i think like they made it work where it is so ridiculous. So that that is my evidence. Okay, I okay, don't it. think it works. I don't think you can enjoy it. Yeah. If there isn't like this light as a featherness to it, mm. like so whimsical. It's yeah. a fan, it's a fantasy movie. Doodle doo dee dee doo. Right. Yeah, and the, the score works great. Yeah. Um and the the staff is so small. You know what I mean? Like he only talks to like two guys <laughs> yeah. the whole time. Right. Oh, right, that it, it's just that they could pull this thing off would yeah. just result in so many arrests, so oh, yeah. much controversy. It wouldn't work, but right. because the for some reason the writing is so light and yeah. fun yep. that um, it, it's a little different than American President in that way, where it's like let's do a romantic story in the White House. Right, that's kind yeah. of the pitch for both of these movies. Yep, um, yep. But the doppelganger thing brings yeah. it up to this, <laughs> just this level where yeah. you just go with it, and it's and it just is the perfect Saturday night. Yep. Blu-ray, right? I, I mean, totally. This is laser the perfect, disc. Yes, <laughs> maybe that's even more perfect. <laughs> I may have seen this on laser disc. <laughs> Get out the laser disc player, honey. We're watching Dave. <laughs> it's been taking up so much space <laughs> um yeah totally like so you really have to suspend all mm -hmm. the plot holes be like forget it like yeah um okay so like there's this there's this theory right mm -hmm. and i texted you this wikipedia entry yeah um and aaron and i were talking about this the other day actually we were talking about this weeks ago i heard this from somebody that was like there's this theory that there's a melania doppelganger right I've like heard a stand-in yeah. uh-huh right um, and pe like people are like, they've taken pictures. They've like been like, no, this is, she's actually not there. 
I I remember similar rumors around okay. um, W and ah. Obama both. Right, huh. like th- this is just something that presidents have that nobody ever knows about. Um, they just have doppelgangers because they just can't be everywhere at once. And so this is just something that presidents have. <laughs> well, okay, th- that's that's my question though. Is yeah, I have wrote this in my notes. Right, does this actually happen? Like, be okay because because like the Air Force One. Yeah. Right. Anytime there's an Air Force One, there's two of them. Sure. Yeah. So like I've heard that. I don't know if you saw Modern Marvels Air Force One. No, that sounds amazing. So awesome! Like they literally take it apart every screw once every couple of years right. and rebuild it. Like yep. you know, clean yeah, it. Yeah, you've told me that before. That's it. crazy. Yeah. Like, what would you do if they took that apart? And now you're looking at all these parts. You're like, that's a Lego set. Like, <laughs> no, no other. That, that's I, mean, like, I need the instructions. It's like kind of a. It's pretty thick. The book, but it's not any bigger than that. That's way worse than Crayon's dream, dude. That's like, <laughs> that's like uh, short circuit when he takes apart the car. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, but like, so apparently there's like a decoy Air Force One. Mm-hmm. There's decoy like even yeah. fuel to fill it up. Are there, is there an actual decoy president? So that it's such a good idea for uh-huh. a movie. Yes. And yeah. you could so go a that, couple re- ways with that, right? Sure. You could be like, this is a conspiracy that's always happened and isn't it terrible? Yeah. I mean, the uh, what's the writer's name again? Ivan Reitman, Gary Ross. Yeah, Gary Ross just takes it in like a, let's just do a whimsical movie. What yes. if the president, what if there was a, a rom-com in the White House? That's kind of fun. But uh-huh. also, <laughs> it's not him. <laughs> it's just some guy. Right. Okay, so actually I'm going to I'm going to chunk in here. Please. Already, okay. Great. All right, so my evidence and it's just going to continue with uh oh jeez. <laughs> Got it on repeat. <laughs> um is I said this in another one. In a world uh-huh. of cynicism and sadness. Yeah. This is just so light and happy. Yeah. And it's the character, it's the feel of it. Um, that could like, so what you were saying, it could have gone this way. Mm -hmm. Conspiracy theory. Now they, they did have, um, Oliver, uh, Oliver Stone, Oliver Stone came in. So they, they like, they gave like that. Yeah. I love that. Like, I love that trope in a movie where it grounds it in a specific time. So like they, like, like for instance, home alone, you've got Johnny Carson. Uh huh. You know what I mean? And Donald Trump. And Donald Trump, Home Alone 2, totally. You're right. Yes. Um, But I love when a movie does that. Like, it's like, like, actually, um, Contact. Like, Mm -hmm. I kind of love how they have Clinton in that. I was thinking about that, too. Yep. Like, how they, maybe they, yeah, like, like they make it feel like this is actually happening now. And they cut cut up his, like, little speeches, found stuff that he said about space, fit it in perfectly. I love that. So, like... Um, yep. That happens with, I'm thinking that happens with, yeah. What did it happen with Obama and contagion where they found, no, never mind. It's, uh, it's planet of the apes. Never mind. When, when there's this, there's this part at the end of the credit over the credits of planet of the apes, when the disease starts spreading, they Uh have clips of Obama just talking about like stock tragedy stuff. Right, okay. and so yeah. then they can just put in some of those. It's it's the Bill Clinton thing in contact, right? Yeah. Um, 
And then, of course, and Dave, it's like, hey, what's up with the president? I can't do it. I cannot do a Jay Leno. Has he, been, has he been eating too many Happy Meals? That's pretty good. Yeah. They, they, totally. And that was a very 90s thing. I felt like Jay Leno was in a lot of movies. He, totally. Is it like, yeah, NBC stuff. So like Universal, yep. I think, right. did this movie. So they always threw him into a movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a, it's a good, easy laugh. Um, sure. It's a good, easy cut. Um, it's you can develop a tiny bit of exposition that way, yeah. um, and or like look at something from a different perspective that way. Um, but I loved also, like I screenshotted and sent you. Like there's three pages of <laughs> as himself. Yeah, right. In this movie, it's so like Definitely. tons and tons of cameos. So like even though it's like fantasy, yeah, or a fantastical. Mm-hmm. Um, like American president is more like grounded in reality feel. Like yeah. this is a president. This is a White House. Same with West Wing. Right. Um, but but it grounds it in like this is pre. So like for us growing up, like in the college era where I started actually watching news and stuff, it was like I think the the debate show was like Crossfire. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Remember that? So yeah. they had that kind of feel. The McLaughlin group. Mm-hmm. Chris Matthews is there. I actually. Yep. Saw that guy once up close in New York. Really? Um, like they're Fred Barnes. I think he's, yeah. And then Tip O'Neill. Uh-huh. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was a health guru then, totally pre-political. Oh, I forgot about the Arnold like, cameo. Yeah. So like. That is su- that's such an Ivan Reitman thing. I'm just totally. making that connection. He probably just yes. was like, um, Arnold, <laughs> do you have like 10 minutes yeah. on a Saturday? <laughs> right. Okay, here okay. I come. Yeah, and he's he's back because didn't he do those bits where he would like go to the White House and talk about right. health? Yeah. So I, that I remember hearing about those, and that was part of part of the beginnings of his political career, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and he ben was so Stein, hot right then. I was surprised. Oh, oh yeah. he was so hot right then. Uh, ben Stein shows up in those credits as himself, which I was surprised about. Why would Ben Stein agree to play himself? As a friend of the evil guy huh. in the movie. What a yeah. weird choice. Totally. Well, maybe it's just a gig. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Just, it's just a gig. Then, then change your name. You're just playing somebody else. I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Um, but I love that ground. That Maybe that's part of like what makes it. It's still fun. It's not cynical. Um, right. There's these two characters. There's Kevin Dunn. And Frank Langella, mm-hmm. who I love in this movie, like he's so evil, yeah, he's so great. devious, yeah. Um, but but those two characters kind of like they're they've both, you know, I, I I don't know if I don't know what it's like to run for office, what it's like to be in politics. I would never want to do that. Mm. Is there a seed of like you want to do good? Like, is there a seed when you start? Like, I'm a public servant. Like you yeah. always hear that, like, I've always wanted to be a public servant. Right. Um, you want to do justice and like make things better in the world and make things better for people, yeah. um, unrepresented people, be their sure. voice. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's that's where it starts, but like over the course of years and years and years, right, it just appears that people become more and more corrupt. Well, and I think that that's <laughs> maybe part of the, maybe this isn't, this isn't quite to your evidence of lightness, 
but it is so clear that Frank Langella is a bad guy. Yeah. They, they actually take all complication out of his character by him saying, like, what do I care about homeless yeah. children? Who cares about that? Totally. <laughs> yeah, like, just so evil. Yeah. And so that also is, like, it's so clear-cut in a way that politics aren't usually. Right. And so maybe pulling in all these, like, cameos of real people brings it even more levity and hope that it could actually happen yes. um, in the real world. That lightness and hope and kindness, which is what Ebert said, right? Um, yeah. We didn't read that yet. Shoot. Um, is actually possible in the real world. Right. It's, it's kind of fun to watch. It, it, gave, it gave hope. This movie is hopeful. Um, but like what, can, I, what let, I was going gonna... to... Can I read the Ebert quote quick? Absolutely. Okay. Um, he says this. The subtext of Dave resembles the messages of many of the Capra movies, which we're going to do one in December. If people in power only behave sensibly and with goodwill, a lot of our problems would solve themselves. Of mm. course, it's not that simple. <laughs> but watching Dave, there were moments when I found myself asking, why isn't it? <laughs> now, that, that just... <laughs> it's, it's, this, it's both of our... I feel like it's both of our first evidences. It's ridiculous yeah. to think that. It's so right. ridiculous to think that kindness, love, sensibility, goodwill could actually have any effect. But right. it's so good-natured, this movie, that you're caught thinking, it would be nice if that was true. Could it be true? Right. Like, why Why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I guess what I was thinking with those two guys mm -hmm. is, like, you've got these two dudes that did maybe start with a good heart. Let's let's just give him that. Yeah. And then and then you make deals with the devil over time. Right. You make deals with people and mm -hmm. you just become so corrupt that you're like, I deserve this. Right? Yeah. Like that's Langella. Right? right. He's like, I made him. Nobody's <laughs> gonna take this from me. Right? Like yeah. that's and the actual opposite happened with Kevin Dunn was he mm -hmm. actually saw like uh like a good guy with hope, right. with humility, mm -hmm. like and who like tried to solve problems and like take care of others. Yeah. And he actually like went back, uh, right? Like he kind of like became a good guy. Yeah, definitely. In it. Uh, yeah. And they, they started as co-conspirators. Um, but, you know, one ended up fired. Man, that was an amazing scene. Like you're I love fired. It fires him. Yep. Ooh, premonition of a uh, president. <laughs> <laughs> good at firing. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I just I really like that. I like the combination of our first two evidences, which is it, it's ridiculous. And so to try to poke holes in it doesn't make sense because that's part of its perfection. Right. But also the kindness of it and 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 the way that I think they do treat some characters and their journeys really well. Yeah. I think especially the Kevin Dunn character. Yeah. Um it's just full of hope. I, f I feel like we said this a lot in the Bill and Ted's episode too. It's like, yeah, this is very similar to that evidence it. for me. Yeah. Yes. It's needed in this moment. Right. Um, yeah. Like even how he, um, he sets up the vice president mm -hmm. as like, this is a good man. Right. Right. Like he's, he's knowing he's going to, he's going down. Yeah. And this guy is going to be the president, but he like, he gives him the assist, you know, like mm -hmm. he sets him up, um, perfectly, uh, and actually, I think that guy was a good guy. And then, interestingly enough, like at the end when they're swearing in, yeah, um, 
Nance. Sounds like mm-hmm. Pence. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, That's Ben Kingsley's character, right? Pres- Vice President and then President Nance. Yep. Yep. Um, he's like, I'm going to continue the work of Bill Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, which actually is the work of Dave Kovic. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But like a jobs bill, it's such a great thing. Yep. Like I love his speech. Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen, like that was all him. Mm-hmm. Like that was all an everyman. That's the Capra feel right, right there. It's exactly. like an everyman is up there and he says what he believes, which is like, have you ever seen somebody find purpose and find yeah. a job? It's like they're alive for the first time. It's, it's so hopeful. Yeah. And, and I feel like we, it's, it's, so I had, I had an interesting conversation with my friend Amy who asked like, well, cause I'm rewatching West Wing right now and I'm mm. in the campaigning part. In season season seven or ha, ha, end of end of season six um okay. just starting into season seven now mm. and she asked like i i don't think i could do that because it would be depressing because mm. the vision there is there's two great candidates you can't decide because they're both great right. um and it's and it, there's there's so much hopefulness in it that might be depressing for me to watch right now and i have mm. not found that to be true like mm. the something that's helpful for me about west wing Maybe it's that there are people that wrote this and that gives me hope. Like yeah. there are good people who actually believe these things out there. That gives me hope. But this, even Dave, this doesn't depress me. It just no. gives me a little bit of a nice outlet, makes me laugh, and on the way gives me a little bit of like, well, you know, what if we were just nicer? That sounds yeah. so like thin to say it that way, but um, what if – what if what we if? like, d- yeah, just didn't approach people as if they're automatically wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I automatically will not believe what you have to say. Right. Like you you come from this viewpoint. I don't like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear anything you have to say about it. You know, yeah. like I'm going to disagree before you even open your mouth. Right. Um, I mean, that's, that's what they say a lot about a lot of the great um political people is like they were able to reach across the aisle i mean like even the the uh rbg uh-huh scalia that came yep. up in the vice presidential debate like right. these people are polar opposites i mean we you and i have had, not you and i with each other but you and i have had many friendships like that and i love that yeah talking to somebody with a completely different worldview with a completely different mindset or like you know we're like you know it's like it it, um, do, it feels like a lost art though lately, right. doesn't it? To be able to have that conversation, to be able to, yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm off I'm off Facebook and Instagram for October for that reason. Good idea. Yeah. It's just like I think I use that the word echo chamber in our mm-hmm. uh, on our two gomers feed because that's what it feels like. It's just no one's changing their mind. They're just getting louder and more echoey. And right. more abrasive, and nobody's listening. And I was just like, I don't need that the month before the election. Right. That's uh, why. Just do your vote. Do your right. research. Do your vote. You know. Yeah, I love that dude. I need um, more Dave. Less yes. Facebook, more Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna chunk in. Okay. Um, speaking of Dave himself. Okay. I feel like I what I love about the character of Dave. We can talk about Kevin Klein maybe a little bit more later, but just the character of Dave is that he's set up as nice and kind. And so he doesn't yep. actually develop. It's not like a mean person becoming good. 
Right. Like Groundhog Day. Right. Yep. Where there's this ridiculous premise and it's to get grumpy old Bill Murray. Yep. To be a jazz pianist who loves <laughs> and is kind to women. Right. <laughs> right. Who loves one woman and is kind to old people and saves right. people falling out of trees. It's not right. that. This he his he set up at the beginning. There's a save the cat moment where he gets the woman that job at Charles Crone's office where everybody he knows works already. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like, I don't have pe- I don't have jobs for the people you brought here before. Right. Dude, yeah, I love when she says I trained on the IBM and then they put me on the Wang. Mm. The, yep. Like that's so great. That's just like there's a time capsule of like, time. Yep. like a Wang computer. <laughs> like something we I had to look look it up again. Like it's just it's just so amazing. Like at a moment in time that you thought something might like this might be a a computer. It's you know a funny. I mean? It's a funny line too. Oh, and then it's they put so me on the wing. It's a pretty funny line. <laughs> totally uh, that and Diabetico. Right. Aaron and um, I have said that for years. So I, I I like that he there's nowhere to go with him with his kindness. He's gonna stay that way. What yep. I like is that he he develops as a um as a as a leader. Mm. So I I really the, the the evidence that I'm gonna put on the table is the training montage that kind of is right in the center of the movie. Yes. Um, it's sort of like a sports training montage, right? It's like it's like yeah. Rocky, yeah. Um, but instead of <laughs> learning a sport, he's like learning how to balance the budget. He's learning yeah. how to have a a press conference. He's yeah. learning how to um, make phone calls, or like yeah. you see you see the whiteboard behind him, and he's learning about the three branches of government, which I love. He didn't know going in, <laughs> <laughs> totally, or like people's names. Right. Too, yeah, right? he's learning you all know? the names around and then interspersed in that is people's reaction. Like, what's going on with President mm-hmm. Mitchell, the, mm-hmm. the Jay Leno stuff and the McLaughlin group stuff that you were talking about? And mm-hmm. then it ends. Oh, it's so much like the um, it's so much like the League of Their Own training montage. Uh. And it even ends in a baseball stadium. <laughs> totally. Uh, which is, I mean, probably the maybe the greatest moment of the movie where he goes out and people think of course he's going to throw the pitch badly and then he throws a spike and the ch- and the catcher is impressed and the yeah obviously this happened during a real game Rudy yeah. style yeah um <laughs> the music rises and you're just like this this the let's watch that scene again <laughs> totally like you should yeah, you should save that like 2 minute sequence just to watch when you're sad yeah cuz it totally. is so happy mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it's funny. Like he really, um, yeah, he becomes uh, like the president in that yeah. training montage, which is kind of funny because um, he, yeah, like he knew nothing but just give me give me a couple days in a Yale T-shirt. Yeah, and I know like everybody's name, how everything works. I mean, like, have you ever put yourself in those shoes? Be like, what would I do if that was me? Oh. Uh- <laughs> I would know. It's the like I I need I need all the West Wing seasons stat so I can relearn <laughs> what what I've forgotten about politics. They'd be like, "Are you quoting Sorkin?" Yeah. Here's another thing I was thinking about because now I have kids in high school. What mm. if I woke up tomorrow and I was what I know now? I wake up and I'm in my freshman year again. The of thing high that would freak me out the most is math. 
I would have no idea uh, what to do in math. Okay. I, I, that's how I would feel if all of a sudden I was Dave Kovic and I was the president. I would be like, I, I, I don't, I don't know anything. And I love that he doesn't. Right? He, like, they have him make the. He's bad at acting too, kind of. Where he's like, yeah. here, just call your secretary and tell her that you're not coming home. And there's that funny scene where he's bumbling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. by the after the training montage, he's good at. He's a smooth talker. All of a sudden, he's good at all that. All yeah. of a sudden, he can run a cabinet meeting. Right. With with the press corps there. Yeah, I yeah. would be like, I would, I think I would fold like in like a minute. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, you know what? Thank you for doing this, Helen. I'm not really, I'm Dave actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> Could I talk to you over here in the corner? I, There's like, no corners here's in the Oval Office, but. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, good point. Um, okay, that, you said that the um, baseball scene was the best. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes. And it's perfect food, dude. It's time. Yes. It's time to talk about perfect food. Okay, perfect okay. food. We haven't talked about Ving Rhames yet at all. Um, or is maybe that, did we is mention Is him? that his hair? I Sorry. Think, well, I, I always I think have these so. questions. I had it about Bruce Willis and Sixth Sense. I have yep. it about Ving Rhames. And, um, because I don't, I don't think I've seen him with hair nope. much. This is early, uh, early in his career as far yeah. as I know. Um. I, I just think of him as a very bald man. Yep. So I was surprised all, here that he's got that little tuft of hair at the top, right? Yep. Like, totally. Yeah. Um, but he, um, it's just like he's so perfect in this. He's mm-hmm. all I, I, I love him. Um, yeah. But he's got like this uh, perfect way of, um, like not revealing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like Dave's right. constantly asking him questions, like. Like what's going on? What's going on? Like what, what was the president doing? Oh, he must have been doing something really important. Right. You know, he, like he he has all this information in his head. Yeah. But his like primary objective is just keep the president safe. Right. And it's not my job to like reveal any of these secrets. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, but great scene. They're hanging out late at night, and dude, this sandwich. Mm. That sandwich How that he good cuts is, in half. You're talking about that sandwich yeah. he cuts in half? Yeah, he's like, I, I've actually done this where you put, um, you take carrots mm-hmm. and you like grate them on top of the sandwich. Here. Mm-hmm. This is this is two gomers here, dudes. Ways but to but what about the table? That spread. You know what I mean? Oh. They pull out and he's got like oh. eight chicken yeah. and a ham. <laughs> Of like all those spreads. Yeah, dude. The, like there's so much on that sandwich. I am just it okay, so the bread yeah. to me looked like um a public sub. Okay. Like you haven't had a public sub yet, dude. I haven't. Is it is it a crisp uh, no, it's roll or like, not? It's it's like an oval. Yeah. Instead of like a circle. Like like if you're looking at it straight down. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. long oval. Right down right you, down the muzzle of the sandwich. Oh, it's a yeah, it's, yeah. it's an oval. Okay. Got <laughs> and it. you cut it in half. Yeah. And then you flap that open. It's probably four inches okay. wide. Yeah. Pillowy whiteness. Mm-hmm. And then you pile it high and deep with all those toppings. Um, and then a little I'm just imagining like a little bit of sub dressing, like some oil and vinegar. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. You know, Oregano, a little maybe. bit of tang. Yeah. Mm. Now, when I worked at Herbert and Gerberts, I don't know if I, I signed a release that I wasn't supposed to reveal our uh, secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Herbert and Gerberts, it. which is a Jimmy John's style right. sub shop. Yeah. Um, I won't reveal Melio's, all the secrets. Melio's but also. Yeah, I'm. I, I, I yeah, right. Totally, Melio's, just like that. Um, 
the the thing we did, and I know Jimmy John's does this too, is you scoop out. Oh yeah, you scoop out the bread from the top. That's and not so a secret. You can watch it. It's right. Okay. Th- th- there's way more room to put toppings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually don't like to eat a sub if that hasn't happened. I don't like the. Oh. I don't like the flat on flat. Oh. Because the, then I, I I feel like I can't. Okay. Get as okay. much in, and I can't fit it into my mouth as well. So ever since I worked at that sub shop in college, um, that's how I make subs at home. Hmm. Scoop out that inner, um, not all of the inner bread, but um, you know, yeah, yeah, a portion of it to get more toppings in there. Got it. Okay, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, bro, and say I totally disagree with that. That's fine. Totally, like you need that mezzanine level. Like that that just middle <laughs> bread. I mean, like, okay, we're trying to do low carb and loving it, right? We're trying to be good. And yours is right. That, yours is probably an, more healthy. It's another issue, right? You get you yep. get that. Well, never mind, because I eat the inner bread. Yeah, see. Now that's good though. That pillowy yeah. when you because remember they would throw it away and you could keep it if you wanted to. We used to call it the buffalo. Alex huh. used to call it the buffalo. Alex, huh. I know you don't listen to this podcast, but if in the future, five years from now, you're listening to this podcast, I'll have to ask him why he called it that. But it's when you took bread out, that fl- that just like pure fluff. Oh, it is good. It's yeah. almost is yeah. But I like it, you got to bite into one of these public subs, dude, because there okay. is a lot of a lot of bread to it. Right. But somehow they do it, and it's fantastic. And see, she likes it, Ellen. The first lady, right? She's like, this is a good sandwich. <laughs> you know? Yes, definitely. I mean, it's enjoyed by all, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And Dave, mm-hmm. including Ving Rames, right? He sits down across from him. Yep. They have that conversation over food. Yep. It's two two men across the table. Just eating subs and talking about life yep. and love. But but what I love about it though is other than the perfect foodness, is it? foodness of it is that he is like so you would take a bullet for the president right that's that dude's job and then that's a perfect setup for in the in In the the ambulance ambulance. at the Mm -hmm. end when he was like i would have taken a bullet for you like yeah the payoff on that is so good i wonder if that's why it actually got the nomination for you said it got a screenwriting nomination. It did right? original screenplay um, Oscar because the all the places you could go with this movie, how much mm-hmm. staff there is in the White House, they actually cut out just like scooping the bread out. They mm-hmm. cut out a lot of that stuff to really make the focus of it a, a pretty impressive. Right? It's it's a yes. pretty tight script. Um, totally. Uh, and so you never see him go into the war room. You never see him do all right. these other things. Totally. Um, where, but for some reason, I'm not questioning that. That the the longest conversations he would be having is having a sandwich, right, with a with one of his Secret Service agents, <laughs> and then his friend eating brats. <laughs> what do you What do you think about the bal- the budget balancing scene? Okay, okay. Let me just comment on that real quick. Okay. Um, I just feel like the debates. Okay, you asked me a question, but let me say something else. <laughs> but um, yeah, like you're right. It's so tight. It's so simple. It's like even when we said on Sixth Sense, yeah. like I would have loved to see a couple more saves, mm-hmm. right. meet a couple more dead people and fix a yeah. couple more situations, but you didn't need to. You s- cut it right. out. So yeah. you're totally right. They didn't need to have a war. 
some another script would have had a war, would have yeah. had a pandemic, would have had a scandal. You're right. It's so perfect. Yeah. Um, and, and you don't meet the vice president till the end, which is another yep. good move yep. because it's a nice reveal that it's Ben Kingsley. Yep. Um, they ruin it in the trailer. That's stupid. You're right. Um, but also with that could be like a you're another script, like you're saying, could have introduced him more, and that's a big issue. But they just talk about him on the side, and then you don't see that conflict until the end, which is, I think is a great move. Yes, it's, it, again, tightening the script. Yep. And that okay. So suspension of disbelief. I almost jumped on a plot hole. Like it's fine. Why? Like immediately, like the vice president knows this guy pretty well. And yeah. he's like all of a sudden has a total change of heart and also probably has different mannerisms, different. <laughs> no, he's practicing all those at the party, right. remember? And the way they describe that, just like in Sixth Sense where he says they don't know they're dead. They, yeah. they only see what they want to see solves yeah. every problem. Yeah. yeah. The, the key here, <laughs> the linchpin is that he had that stroke. And right. he has had some sort of come to Jesus moment. Yeah. And so everyone just buys that. You're right. Except for Ellen. Okay, so we... Wait, did you ask me a question that I didn't answer? I asked about the budget meeting, which I oh, think yeah. is, is the ultimate ridiculous... Okay, yeah, okay. ...thing so we, that for some reason works. I yeah. don't know. I yeah. love... I Okay, I love that scene because they were mm-hmm. like, it's perfectly set up and Kevin Dunn calls him on it. He's like, well, you gave him the challenge. Right, you, know you what told I mean? him to do it. So he went, he calls his buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Charles but, Grodin, come on. The yeah, thing I remember t- Charles Grodin most from is when he went on Letterman. And oh. Letterman and Grodin just hated each other. It was all a bit. But oh. he would come on and they would just – Grodin would come in grumpiest and and they would just sit there and look at each other. There would be long pauses. <laughs> they would just say mean things for, to each other and then he'd leave. you got to YouTube Grodin on okay. Letterman. It's Dude. so good. Okay, sweet. I'll, I'll yeah. look forward to it. What is Grodin from? Uh, now, you had a poster of a prominent Charles Grodin movie in your <gasps> oh, bathroom, if I remember correctly. Clifford? Clifford. He's Clifford's ah. uncle. But that's it? Like, this is like a famous actor. No, I mean he's he's famous for Beethoven. He's famous for okay. So just for being like a like a character actor, he's just a he he could carry a movie at one point in his life, but it was always that character, that grumpy put upon. (laughs) I (laughs) love I love him in this movie. Yeah, he's so good when he's like in the car. He's like, get out of here as soon as you can. (laughs) Like he he kind of like like talks to that person in the audience that's like this is so dumb like this is not real sure yeah like, he's the han solo of this movie right yeah, like he's the force audience, isn't real audience surrogate a <laughs> little bit he's like what yeah. he's like sit down in the chair he's like no get out of here as soon as you can yeah like, this is a great. corrupt place but uh, anyways he and groden get together they come up with this budget plan they're in there He's been yeah. dared to, right, by yeah. Frank Langella to do this. Right, yep. And also Sigourney Weaver is very mad at him. him he's, he, she walks in on him naked in the shower, uh-huh. scolds him. Yep. And that really changes his mind. He wants to rescue the children. He wants to rescue the children and please his wife. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care what she says. whatever she is, his fake <laughs> wife. <laughs> this is, there's a little face-off action going on here, dude. Um, when I, when we just watched the trailer, I thought of that. Yeah, very like, face off. Like, wait a minute. 
Okay, so um, <laughs> I almost said, speaking of the Wang. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so that's probably the PG thirteen. Why they right, got the right. PG thirteen? Okay, so here's something I was thinking. Now, first of all, yeah. in that trailer that we just watched, mm-hmm. um, the the shower scene, she makes noises and sounds and checks him out differently than in the actual movie. In the movie, it's kind, it's it's actually really good performance where her eyes yep. just kind of flit down. Yep, and there's mm-hmm. a there's kind of this um, moment of wreck. Recognition or de- I don't know. She she says later in the movie that that wasn't the moment. Right. Okay. So the, the, here's where I was getting. Yeah. Um. And we watched this. We watched this movie actually with the girls. We skipped the little sex scene. Oh yeah. I like did yeah. a did a little quick fast forward part. Sure. But we watched this with them. They were laughing. They were laughing at that scene because they're yeah. like, Oh gosh, he's in the shower. He's naked. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a, that's a very chaste totally. scene. Right? Totally. Yeah. But. At the end of the movie, right, he uh-huh. says, when did you realize it? Was it mm-hmm. the shower? And then right. she said, no, it was when you checked me out. When she, like, yeah, when you looked at my legs. Yep. He was, she was like, my husband didn't, hasn't thought I was attractive, hasn't been seduced, <laughs> hasn't, yeah. hasn't, yeah, chased me for a long time <laughs> and you checked me out and I was like, hmm. So the thing is the shower scene is after that. Right. So she was being cheeky, is what I'm oh, saying. She already knew. She already yep. she wanted she to take are, a little yes. peek. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to verify some things. Right. <laughs> she wants a second opinion. Um, Who knows if they're? Yeah, I was gonna go somewhere. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, the budget scene is just that perfect oh, yeah. blend of yeah, um, showing who he is. He gets that other. He gets another save the cat moment, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's it's this thing where you're like. That is so ridiculous, but I am so into it. Oh, yeah. Like he's got a ledger. He's got a legal pad and a yep. pencil, and he solves a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you want to see that happen sometime? Like, let me in there. Let me <laughs> let, just get me some bratwurst. <laughs> spicy. Mu- rustle up, bro. Yeah, rustle, rustle it up, up some of that bratwurst and spicy <laughs> mustard, and you can do anything, apparently. Um. Did we get through all of our evidences? You know what? My my um, evidence, we've been talking about it the whole time. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> um, was just the cast. I think okay, the casting, yeah. I, I would, you know, I said at the top of the show, I wouldn't mind seeing Toby in there, but Kevin Dunn's perfect. He's got more of a sweetness. Yeah, he is. He's more of I, a. Toby's Toby is a, yeah. Well, now I can't remember the actor's name. I'm so embarrassed. Right. I can't either. Damn. I actually can't even remember Toby's last name. McGuire. I call myself a West. It is okay. No, no, Toby <laughs> 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 You had me there. Sorry. Um. So. Uh. Oh, shoot. No, Toby has it. more more of a hardness to him. Yeah, definitely. Like he's more cynical. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it wouldn't work. Yeah, look, you yeah. Can, you can look that up. Um, right. Just the casting, like, okay, we haven't really talked about him enough. Kevin Klein, a Broadway actor, Juilliard trained actor. Okay, can you tell me this story? Did you meet oh, him yeah. at Juilliard? Yes. Okay, let me tell you my super quick Kevin Klein story. Have okay. I ever told you this? I remember a. Uh, no, that's not. That wasn't the story. Didn't you meet Brian Williams? Met Brian Williams. Met uh, the Rolling Stones. 
um, talked to um, the, their guitar player, Keith Richards. Yeah. Um, and the lead singer, why well, can't even think of his name? What is our problem? We're getting old, dude. It's fine. Okay, was, but I want to hear about Kevin okay. Klein. All right. So um, maybe I told you this, maybe I told it on the Gomers before, but people are probably just listening for Dave anyways. Um, we are... Uh, Aaron and I go to this thing called Shakespeare in the Park. We're living in New York City at the time, just graduated from the Juilliard School. And I graduated as the 100th graduating class. No way. I never knew that. Yeah. So, like, it was cool. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? I have like my little sash. Huh. Um, And so we took a, we did a, like, a world tour with the orchestra. Yeah. And after that, we went to Shakespeare in the Park. Which you have to grab the you get in this long, long line um, right. to like hopefully get tickets. Right? We camped out, got tickets, went to see two gentlemen from Verona. Awesome in the park. That's us, yeah. dude. That's yeah. me and you. Two gentlemen from Verona. <laughs> speaking of which, and um and and like so we're like just average people going to get free tickets, and so they plopped us in like the seventh row or something like really close. Okay, and we're right behind this. Inc- incredibly nice very beautiful woman (laughs) okay and we're talking to her she's talking to Aaron we're talking to her for like 20 minutes and about like five minutes before the play starts Kevin Klein walks in and sits next to her oh my gosh I would have pooped my pants (laughs) and so I'm like gosh she's familiar yeah um so that's Phoebe Cates oh wow is his wife dude um, Incredible. From Gremlins. Yeah. From Fast Times at Richmond High. Yes, a, a, a childhood crush of mine. <laughs> Only Elizabeth Shue probably would have been. Oh, well, no one could touch yeah, Elizabeth yeah, yeah, Shue. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That, and, I, and I would have recognized Elizabeth Shue. I didn't. Right. I, 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 like, she was so, like, nice mm-hmm. and just, like, uh, yeah. No, like, I, I can imagine she looks seeing like a Phoebe girl Cates next door. And, right. And thinking, sort of. oh man, she's pretty, but I, I right. and I, and she's probably somebody I know, but I wouldn't have been able to pin her as the gremlins female lead. Right. Right. Um, but I, I, that's, that's really cool. Did you just kind of like stare at the back of their heads the whole time? I was just like, Durr? <laughs> and so, no, no, no. So at, I can't so, concentrate on two, the two gentlemen. Right. I'm just sitting directly behind Kevin Klein. Yeah. So like it's amazing. No, no. So dude, at intermission, I yeah. was like, dude, I'm gonna say hi. I'm a yeah, I'm an idiot if I don't. And he's right. so annoyed by me, but I was like, I have an in because uh-huh. we are alumni of the same school. Right. Okay. And I just Perfect. played the world tour. So I was like, Yep. I've got something that we have in common, right? Yeah. Yep. Go for it. Um, and so I was like, he actually turned around. He was just like smiling and everything. And I was like, yeah. hey, Mr. Klein, I am, my name is Anthony. I just wanted to say hello. And uh, um, just like, I, I honestly can't remember a whole lot. Right. But I was like, um, but I was like, you went to Juilliard, right? And he was like. The illustrious Juilliard school. The illustrious Juilliard school. And he was like, yes, I did. <laughs> like <laughs> presidential voice. Right. That was and a pretty I, good impression. An <laughs> America. Stronger than the we, one we found. Um, but I was like, hey, you know, I actually just graduated, like finished grad school and we just did this world tour and it was yeah. so fun. And I was like, and somehow I knew this dude. I was like, and you played clarinet. I don't know how I knew this, hmm. but I knew he played the clarinet because he went to IU for undergrad. 
Okay. I didn't have an iPhone. I could have looked this up. I, I don't sure. know how I knew that. You just knew it. I was Impressive. Like, I was like, you like played music too. And he was like, yep. I was like, we played Rachmaninoff Symphony Number no. 2 hmm. on that tour. And he was like, best clarinet solo ever. And he's like, I've played that. And I was like, yeah. So he started singing it. And there's oh a bassoon. Dude, there's a duet for bassoon and clarinet. And he's like, and then the bassoon comes in. So then I sang the bassoon part. No. <laughs> yes. It's the best story I ever heard in my life. So, yeah, so we sang rock two, um, clarinet, bassoon, duet. And then I, I was like, would you mind signing my um, program? My program. Because yeah. I was like, he's like, absolutely. What's your name? And this is when Keith at Keith.Keith was so big. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, or, I said I was Anthony. But I was like, could you actually sign this to my friend Keith? <laughs> right. Keith at Keith.Keith yeah. was, was a website, <laughs> a joke website we had. Right. Yeah. Because everybody was Keith. Yep. Um, so... Yeah, so I have two gentlemen, Verona, signed to Keith. Like, have, have a <laughs> From great... Kevin Klein. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. It's nice to hear that he's a nice guy. He was, and I said, you made a great president. Oh, amazing. So. That's amazing, dude. Yep. And that, wow. that's, that was one of me and Aaron's favorite movies even back then. So, I, I, I don't know, dude. I've been waiting to tell you that for, like, 15 years. Amazing. Yeah, this is the I'm moment. I'm so jealous. <laughs> of course, I'm jealous. I love Kevin Klein. Super nice, I mean, and Phoebe Cates so nice. Yeah, super nice. And their I'm, kids. I, that was when he was starring in the Squid and the Whale. Oh was right, he in yeah. that? Or sure, yeah. Or no, I his think so. son. I think one of his kids is in the Squid and the Whale. Okay, maybe he produced it or something yeah. like that. That was yeah, around that true. time. Yep. Okay. I, I I cannot think of a Kevin Klein performance I don't like. Mm. Can you? I mean, we've got the Pirates of Penzance, of course. Okay, well, that is going to be on the perfect movie. Right. Someday. That's coming. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I'm not going to look the list, but I'm going to list some things that are probably going to be on the, uh, at some point. So we've got Pirates right. of Penzance. We've got the big chill. Mm. Mm. Hold on. Quick <laughs> side note with that. I caught, I caught him drinking LaCroix there. Almost spit <laughs> out. Spit take. <laughs> yep. Lawrence Kasdan, right? Yeah. Big the, Chill. Right. Also Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. Yeah. And what, Toy Story 3? Yep. Um, yeah, I just in like when I was looking this up, I guess Kevin Klein didn't want to do this because they thought he was going to want to do an over-the-top kind of role like Fish Called Wanda. Right. Which, which he is, is insane. I mean, and he won the Oscar for that, right? I yes. mean, I think he's Oscar winner for that movie. And he didn't want to do another over-the-top thing I like see. that. And yeah, Lawrence sense. Kasdan was his neighbor and was friends with Ivan Reitman. Okay. And they were like, have a conversation because this is not that. <laughs> and so I guess they had this, like, he said within 30 seconds, he knew Ivan Reitman didn't want something like that, wanted something more like sweet and heartfelt. And so he was like, okay, I'm in. Right. Yeah. Because the t those two roles are so different. Um, yeah. And so the crazy thing is he's playing an everyman in Dave, but he's gets to be the president. 
Right. Yeah. Like you, like the pitch is you have to be a normal guy. Uh huh. But the twist is you're the, you're the president, and he does get to have fun being a jerk because he also plays yep. Bill Mitchell. Oh yeah, like don't you look like a schmuck? Yeah. Like the whole opening, and dude, into his credit, like. He is totally two different people. Yeah. You don't like, even consider them the same person. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's great. It's great work. Kevin Klein, you rule. I was hoping that he would be your second evidence because I think that even though I can see the movie with Michael Keaton and others, Tom Hanks probably would have done a great job. I, yep. I think Kevin Klein has something. He's got some sort of secret sauce that makes this movie yes. work. Well, in the Broadway, the Broadway stuff, like he kind of overacts like stage acts yep sometimes like the oklahoma bit um like the any, yeah. the, the the tomorrow the yeah. my, okay that's my yeah. favorite scene right yeah he and sigourney weaver yeah sigourney weaver comes in kind of like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, she's, tomorrow. yeah her, her harmony is <laughs> yeah i know the harmony is great yep yeah um okay nation it's up to you we have done our best we believe. I think we believe. Yes. It's, Dave it's is a so perfect great. movie. Um, and a perfect movie for our times. Now it's up to you. You can go to our Instagram. Here's the best places to go. Instagram, number one, at Two Gomers. To vote. We're going to put a pull up there. Facebook, you're, you're, you're down on the list now because there's mm-hmm. no polls left. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to try something new. Oh, Twitter. Boy. Oh, boy. Account is up and running. Wow. So simple. We're doing Twitter polls. If you have your if you have your phone, I know you're listening on your phone right now, Nation. Mm-hmm. Go to your Twitter app and follow us at Two Gomers, and we are going to hold polls there as well. Continue to follow us on Facebook. We'll put the question to you there. Um, but if you just want a simple yes or no, Instagram and Twitter at Two Gomers is the place to go. Um, vote, and we will find out. Eventually. Well, well, we'll find out this this coming week whether or not Dave goes on the hard drive and Sigourney Weaver is saved once again. Yes. Wow. Speaking of which, we got to do our quick Sixth Sense results. Oh, right. <laughs> is it perfect? Um, real quick. It's a, it's a home run. Yep. Perfect movie. Our first horror movie? Yeah, because Alien didn't get on there. Mm. Ridiculous. Yeah. Come on. Come on, dudes. That movie rules. <laughs> I want to go watch that. You know what I really want to watch right now is Prometheus. Oh, yeah. We were just talking Prometheus. about that. So um, bad. Yeah, it's a well, Christmas movie. Great Christmas movie, right? Mm. Awesome. <laughs> they forget it's Christmas. Isn't that right? Yep. And he has the tree because it shows time. Right. Idris Elba puts up the tree, if I remember right. Yep. Um, and they celebrate a little Christmas out on um, out on that strange planet. Oh, I love Prometheus. Give me more of that. Prometheus rules. You know, we if just those watched- engineer guys had gotten a hold of this perfect movie list, that probably yeah. would have been pretty helpful. Dude, for totally. that whole series. Yeah. We we just watched this thing where it was like um all of like the spaceships and vehicles in mm-hmm. scale. Oh, we j- we just did too. You must Dude. have the same like two watch on your YouTube. We that's watched the, the same exact thing. That's, that's the, the rabbit hole algorithm, dude. We watched this last night. That's insane. You know what? We're both, we have the two Gomers YouTube account. We're both signed into it. 
No, that's not what we that's not what no? we were watching on. We were watching on our TV, which is signed into Noah's account. Oh, that's weird then, man. That yeah. is weird. Yeah, but, but but then but they show that like yep the horseshoe ship or whatever the, the I can't ship, remember what it's called. The ship was on the, the that that's not the Prometheus. No, that's no no. I don't think the Prometheus made it. The Nostromo was on there, and that horseshoe ship was on there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what a cool design. Who does stuff like that? Like that's what I was thinking. I was like somebody, like somebody made this. Yeah, looks so good. Why why yeah. aren't we better at computers? Come on, I'm I'm trained on the IBM. <laughs> <laughs> then they put me on the wag. <laughs> anyway, Sixth Sense, you're on the list. Um, I'm so happy. What an amazing movie. If you want to hear more about the Sixth Sense, you gotta subscribe to the Patreon. Two oh Gomers. yeah. Um, so patreon.com slash two gomers. We do the full results episodes there. I give a list of what I believe to be appropriate horror movies for 14 year olds. Um, yep. We talk a lot about uh, the twists, other twist movies. Uh, we talk about Bruce Willis's skin more, yep. if you yep. can believe that. And hair. And hair. Yep. So uh, do that right now. Sign up for Patreon. What are you waiting for? Our goal. Uh, by the end of the year is 150 Gomertrons. We have 130. And there's a cool new thing right now where you can do an annual membership and get 8% off, which is basically getting a month free. So go to Patreon right now, slash Gomers, sign up for that. Make sure you are uh, subscribed to our other feed, Two Gomers Run for Their Lives. We're wrapping up Two Gomers Lose 20 in 2020 um, with mixed results. It's going good. Two Gomers are going to lose 20 in 2020. No Doubt. Yes, exactly. And we are we might have to be creative about what we mean now versus what we meant then, but we'll get there. <laughs> it's going good though. Um, next movie to close up our ooh, screams month. <laughs> We're doing get out next episode. Um yes. so uh make sure you tune in. But for now, great app, dude. Super fun. Hey, next time you yeah. watch Dave, yes, there's an amazing sequencing error where when they first arrive on Marine One, uh huh, and the the helicopter blades are spinning, you know, yeah, yeah, they hand him his the leash with the two dogs on it, mm-hmm. which we and didn't then he just mess. kind of like throws them away once yep. he gets inside. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant writing there. Like in I love like it. two seconds, you know everything you need to know about this guy. Right, the the he and the first lady split up immediately, yep. and he he throws the leash of the dogs to uh, his assistant. Yep, and even Great. like you listen to the music, it's like yeah, da da la da da. It's all like la da da you know. And then it's like immediate like the laughs in this movie, the music are is kind of dumb, but we'll yeah. talk about that on the um, on the results show on the results show. But yep. just watch. The helicopter blades, and then they cut okay. to another scene, and they're moving at a totally different speed. I love sequencing errors like that. Yeah, when just watch like, for the helicopter blades. In this blades. scene, he had an apple in his hand, and then right they cut, <laughs> and then he didn't have an apple in his hand. I love that stuff, though. I love Me too. Stuff I like do that. too. So watch for that. Right. Well, um, I'm sure people found many gaffes of ours even in this episode. Oh yeah, especially if you're on Patreon.com/slash/TwoGomers and are able to watch it. On YouTube, oh, that's on our right. private channel. Yep, I'm gonna upload this immediately. Mm-hmm. All right, Sweet. dude, have a great week. You too, bud. So fun. Yep, and happy watching. Get out. Get out.